Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Nobody goes this far with coverage of yesterday's games. We came here for a mission. The Ride has blanketed the NFL with many hills, four deep thoughts. And the coverage is now four deep. Four deep thoughts. Here is Manny Hill on a crazy, crazy uh, uh, NFL Sunday, starting with, uh, I'm guessing the Rams will be in there somewhere, won't they? Uh, they were going with to be. Oh, they got beat out? They were going to be, but I left them off this week. The 97-yard touchdown didn't make her, huh? No, it did not. Wow, it, it was an honorable mention, but I got some good stuff okay, on Okay, uh, before we get to you know this stuff, and so does Reavers. Robert Woods. Was he a Southern a Cal guy? Southern Cal, yeah. Yeah. He was a part of, remember Jerry Kill's first year, they went out there mm-hmm. and played that, it was like mm-hmm. 18 to 17 or something like that, the mm-hmm. Gophers had Max Shortell and, you and know, that, uh, that Lane Tiffin was the USC that coach. That has a tendency to change the momentum. <laughs> Those 97-yard <laughs> yes, touchdown yeah. passes. And the, the Rams didn't look that great the first half, right? They, they didn't, they but they, uh, they, okay. they uh, blew them open, though. Yeah. So. Well, they're in here uh, Sunday, that. Uh, that'll be pretty good. Yep. All right, so here's number one. Fake punt. They snap it to Corey Grant. Corey's got the first down and more to the 45, to the 40, 35 of the Chargers, to the 20, to the 15. Corey Grant, what a fake punt. He's going to score a touchdown for the Jaguars. Brad gets it down. Lambo picks it up, and it is good. He didn't hit it very well. It barely got over, but it is good. And the Jaguars have beaten the Los Angeles Chargers at Everbank Field. By the way, that field goal that wasn't kicked very well oh, and barely made it over was a 30-yard field goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was well, a 30-yard field goal. Well, apparently they're down. To, I was telling Superstar today he should consider a comeback. They're down to their third snapper. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. They, the Jaguars? Uh, the, uh, their original one got hurt, and I think he's done for the year. Man. And then the backup got hurt yesterday, and they had a guy who never snapped. And, and uh, they had two different snappers, one for punts and one for field goals, and it was high. But uh, Bortles, what would you think? I, I Well, the reason why I have the Jaguars in is I don't know how they're doing this. Defense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's their defense, but they're 6-3. and three. They have gotten... Terrible quarterback play from Bortles pretty much in every game this year. But Fournette's legit. 
Yeah, but I mean, even he's... Fournette yesterday didn't. He only yeah. had like yeah, 30 right. yards no, on like right. 15 carries. I mean, they. I don't know how they're doing this. They've got terrible quarterback play. Yeah. Their coach, Doug Marone, <laughs> according to our guy Matthew Collar, is like one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Yeah, he's very upset by the fact that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I don't know how they're doing. I mean, their defense has been playing really well, and they force turnovers, and they can run the football effectively, but... This is where, and now, granted, they beat the Chargers yesterday. But can't you get someone to put three less feet of air on a football than this guy does? He throws, he overthrows everybody. He was telling me there was one last last week. week. He threw a nine. Mercedes Lewis was standing wide open inside the five-yard line, basically <laughs> screaming, throw it to me, and he was throwing it from about the 25, so and it went 10 got? yards over his head. Who else they Do got? they still have Henny? Chad Henney? Uh, Chad Henney is the backup, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, they're receiving core, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns. They're, they got some nice young receivers, mm-hmm. but the quarterback is, ugh, Bortles, yuck. He's just, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're doing this. Here's number two. Okay. Second and nine, pressure on Prescott, and down he goes. In the arms of Claiborne. Prescott fakes a throw, and down he goes. Claiborne makes another play. Prescott sacked. First down from the 12. Prescott is sacked again. Claiborne again. Prescott sacked again. Guess who? Adrian Claiborne. They got two guys assigned to one. You just cannot get beat outside if you're Chaz Green. This Chaz Green. <laughs> oh, God. I, fe- I felt TJ bad Clemmings, you are no longer uh, okay. the worst tackle in football. This kid got his rear ended so and handed the, to the him. The problem yesterday. is that the the Cowboys have spent all their money on five starting offensive linemen and have nobody else to play. Is that it? They they couldn't take this kid out. I I guess not. Well, I mean, Tyron Smith, the the fantastic left tackle that was mm-hmm. out, and yeah. I don't know what the status they, is for the rest of the season. They but. finally did take the, the 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 kid that they started in place of Tyron Smith in the fourth quarter, and the kid they brought in was even worse. Well, did yeah. he give? Did this guy give up all six, or did somebody Chaz, else? Give Chaz up? Green gave up yeah. most of them. I, th- I believe he gave up five of the six. But a lot sacks, of people but. were saying that you know this is oh, this is what happens when they lose Zeke Elliott. They had a chance. They would have won the game, I think, because in that first drive, Dak would have been the competitive field. in the game, and I think they would have yeah. been fine had had Tyron Smith played. But oh my God, Dak Prescott had no chance with that mm. kid playing left tackle. Number three. Talked about hey! Hugh Jackson and Cleveland. I have nothing bad to say about him. My fundamentals needed work, and Hugh Jackson did great work. And I'll tell you, he looks better. He looks sharp out here. That's on cue. Foles is going to take him down. That is the ultimate kibosh. Nobody can do it like I can. You've eclipsed Coach Madden with that one. That's Hall of Fame. That's that's a Sorry, Hall of Fame. Brock. That's a Hall My of Fame man, kibosh. Brock. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Chris Collins. Do you think he was good natured about it? I mean, he publicly, but you think that uh, kicked him in the groin there uh, privately? Uh, that Chris, oh, I'm sure it did. Chris oh, yeah. Was probably embarrassed by that. Yeah, but to set it up for those listening that missed it last night. So the Patriots are blowing out the Broncos, yes. but Brock Osweiler starting for the Broncos, and he's you know he's doing okay. You know he's not horrible, but he's he still takes doing, seven yeah. minutes to throw a pass. Yeah, and you know Chris Collinsworth is saying, yeah, you know he looks okay. You know he's 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 looks sharp tonight and right on cue, like in the middle of the play, Collinsworth is saying this 
as Osweiler <laughs> is throwing an interception. So, yeah, that By was By the way, the Denver defense has chosen to stop playing, huh? Because the they offense is so they, bad. Yeah, they don't, they they don't look up, they, What did they give up yeah, last, yesterday? Well, New England, 41 points yeah. yesterday. And they had 51 against the, the Eagles. Against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. 50. Uh, that's, that's not the high-priced defense. I wonder how the genius Elway's uh, taking this, because he didn't need to go get a quarterback. You know, He had Trevor Simeon. Well, that, yeah. and they drafted Paxton Lynch, who's, I know, been hurt, but he, he's even been when hurt. he's played, he's been awful. I got a hunch he'll play here. But uh, anyway, yeah, woof. that's uh wonder how those Denver folks are taking that. They it's be been a long time well. since they've been rotten. Yep. Five Double in a row, right? Five in a row? I believe so. Five in a row, yeah. Number four. Giants bring extra people. 49ers pick it up. Give Beathard time. He takes the deep shot for Goodwin down the middle. Goodwin's got it at the 30. Goodwin breaks away. And there's the home run. Touchdown, 49ers. 83 yards. A long time coming. That's Ted Robinson. You can't That's our beat guy, Ted, Ted Robinson. I was going to say, you can't beat Teddy Robinson into the ground even when you're 0-9, <laughs> baby. But uh, uh, Beathard, uh, so the 49ers win. The 49ers win, and this was really cool, that touchdown by Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the story with him. Yeah. He lost his uh, newborn child earlier in the day, just oh, a few yeah. hours before the game. And uh, he was they had to do like an emergency um birth i think for him because there was you know some birth issues and uh-huh. and uh they they lost the child did, yesterday morning and uh did you guys see the instagram post that he that he put yeah oh my god it's gut-wrenching yeah it's just the, the little boy's hand that really got to me yesterday when i saw that holy yeah. cow so he gets the big touchdown and uh you know the emotions kind of took over for him when he scored so Pretty pretty cool moment there for uh, for the youngster Marquise Goodwin. And of course, he uh, also knelt down before the game with Eric Reed, and I'm sure that upset some people who are not uh, real happy with him. But yeah, they'll get over that, it. That is good. That is good. Who where did he come from? Where's what? I don't know anything he... about him. I think he's an LSU guy. I look at was it LSU? I'm trying to think. It was somewhere. It was like an SEC school, like Arkansas or something like that. I think. Marquis Goodwin. Oh, no, I'm way off. University of Texas. Texas, Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. There were the Manny Hill Four Deep Thoughts from an NFL Sunday. And by the way, received a four-star review from the very difficult critic Christopher Ricey. So uh, he likes the uh, All right. Manny Hill. That's Extend good. my thank you. All righty. We'll be back. I wasn't there, and I didn't listen to it, but I think we're getting very strong hints from uh, Mike Zimmer that he is going to start Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday. Wow. Uh, Mike Zimmer, I haven't talked to the team about the starting quarterback this week, so I'm going to wait until Wednesday. Zimmer did talk with Case Keenum today about understanding the situation and uh, knowing a throwaway can be a good thing. Uh, talking about the, uh, I suppose, the second interception more than anything. I thought the Over. first one was worse than the second. Don't you guys? Uh, I thought the second one was. Really? The first one, the first one was just throwing it down the Yeah, field. he was kind of flipping it up. Do, he's not going to do you any harm, the first, second, first one. But the second one was, uh, uh, didn't see that fella coming that yeah. he threw that one. And he Overall, happy with his game Sunday. Well, until the middle of the third, fourth quarter, he had a perfect, he was perfect. quarterback yeah. rating, didn't mm-hmm. he? So, uh He's uh he can throw when people are in his face. I'll give him credit for that. He can. It, it seems now somebody might have pressure stats, but uh, he seems to me like he handles the pressure fairly well. He hasn't had now one thing. He hasn't had that much pressure compared yeah. to uh, years the Lions playing well. 
that's sure. And uh, and uh, I will say that uh, there's nothing quite better than a Viking victory. If you want to have some fun on Twitter, though. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. No, no, no not, not the Ted heads. The Fleck heads and the Ted heads are... Uh, are uh, pretty well timed. And when those forces they? combine oh, on a weekend like this, this weekend. fantastic. <laughs> now, I'm fl- I was easy on Fleck. I, I mean, he, they Well, kicked, yeah, a 30-point victory over, over Nebraska. Nebraska. You know, I, and by the way, that's been diminished by a lot of people because Nebraska is so bad this year. You still beat Nebraska by 30. Right. Okay? I, yeah. I give him credit. It's a nice win. But... Uh, the uh, you know, I, I just could. Keenum was good, right? Yes, yeah. he was very good. So I, you know, I hour after the game, I'm saying, okay, what are the Ted heads saying now? They're very upset about the interceptions. You so could feel yourself yeah, itching just, to get to said, social okay. media. It only <laughs> took a minute or so. Oh See, yeah, I, right. I'm thinking, okay, what what do we always say about games like this? You know, we love to hear it on. There's. There's no way the Vikings would have won this game if Adrian Peterson was still the running back. Sure. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to tweet out that there's no way the Vikings could have won this game with in, with two, in 2015 with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. And, uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> they, were Fish on. they were jumping out of the water, man. They were <laughs> jumping out of the water like hungry little northern pike. You know, those small ones yeah. that are just always hungry. All kidding aside, though, if he makes this move, I think that's a mistake. Case Keenum's been great. He's going to make it, though. I I know he is, but I just think it's a mistake. Mm -hmm. I really do. Uh, There's a lot of people. I think if he's going to, if he doesn't make it now, then you're going to have to do it on a rope. Because they're three three straight road road games. True. So that's why I think he's going to do it now. I know a lot of people say, okay, the Rams got Donald and they got a couple other pass rushers. You want him to get knocked around? Well, you're going to get knocked around eventually. So you got to. Regardless of who you play. Yeah. You know, now Detroit's defense would be an easier challenge than this one, but. You know, I think he's going to. I think he's. He wants to do this. I think they're convinced that if they're going to accomplish anything in the playoffs, it's going to be with him. And did we see a little sign yesterday that this defense is, you know, it's a long season. Are they going to lose a little of their edge here? Well, but they were playing without Everson Griffin yesterday. Yes, they were. How come he didn't play, by the way? I wrote a little Sunday piece lauding him as an Iron Man, and then he uh, has he got a broken foot or something? No, I th- I believe he's going to play. Is it a foot sprain? Because or it was a game-time decision, so they were, okay, they were thinking they about it, playing Yeah, because they... Did you guys happen to see his... Uh... I think we should be fine, by the way, for, uh, for uh, Zimmer saying on Friday that he was going to play, and then he didn't play. Well, he was. I think, that's, I think he's given the gamblers a bad news, and I. Think <laughs> we should protect over. the gamblers. Yes, we should. <laughs> did I you think, guys? Uh, he lied. So. Did you guys happen to see Everson Griffin's little pregame warm-up speech? No, to the guys I missed too? it. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty animated. It was. Uh, there was some colorful language in there that was bleeped out, of course. By, a lot like when he used to join us every week, and you of course, what? then he's like, he gets yeah. done with his speech, and then he's like slapping. Each player on you know on the head. It's like who plays? Slow down he, who, who is playing that defensive end without him? It was Daniel Daniel Hunter yeah. primarily, and then Robinson, and they had, they had Robinson on the other Hunter. side. Yeah. How about my guy, the most underrated guy on that team, wins the game? Tom Johnson, end of the game. That's Boy, it. He was good. Dead. He was he's, good. He's you know what? 
You got two guys blocked trying to block big old Linville. He'll go get you, Tom How about Johnson. The, the roughing the passer on Joseph? That was such crap. What, the call or the him call. doing it? The call. The call was fine. You think so? Yeah, he hit Cousins right in the helmet but it was with, as his, he, with his helmet. Well, I didn't think he hit it him in the helmet. It was helmet to helmet. I thought he got him in the shoulder. It was it helmet was to helmet. helmet, to helmet? Okay. Yeah. I thought, you're, I, you're, a, you're a god. I'm a homer. You're a god-awful homer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because I, I kind of got on the fans because last remember last year, the Bradford against Dallas, Bradford got hit in the face mask and everybody was kind of whining about that. And of course, then yesterday, everybody, uh, Linval gets called for that and everybody's mad. So that was weird. Well, it was, uh, it was seven and two, man. They're, uh, they're what? Philadelphia's eight and one, everybody else seven and two, right? And they had the tiebreaker already over the Saints. They have it over the Saints. I know. What is that? They went into Orchard Park and knocked those guys around. Fifty. And Buffalo's five and four. Right. They're over five hundred. Well, and if you look at what they actually did, they had over two hundred yards rushing, the Saints did yesterday Mm -hmm. against the Bills. Well. Because both uh, because Ingram had three rushing touchdowns and Kamara, your guy, had over a hundred and twenty yards on the ground too. Mark Mark Craig had an interesting piece on Sunday, which uh, when you think about it, he might be right. MVP, Riley Reef. For this team? Yes. A left tackle. Yeah. A left tackle who's who, played the well. first left tackle they've had who could block for what? Since five McKinney? Years? Since I guess Khalil's rookie year, he was okay, right? Yeah, yeah he wasn't he was bad. Okay. Yeah, he and Adrian okay. rushed for 2,000 yards that mm-hmm. year, so that. that but Makes him look uh, even better. you know that's that might be a bit of a reach, but uh, it's he's certainly been better than anybody imagined, right? Yeah, he, they've in fact when he got hurt, when he got hurt in Mankato and wasn't practicing or whatever was wrong, I'd like to go back and see some of the stuff that was written. And what another wasted, what a draft, bust, another wasted uh, signing by Spielman. But really, but, uh, that if you look at it, too, guys, that the really, I mean, Reef has been great, but really the whole line. Overall yeah. has been hey really good. Elf line, Elf line I was just gonna really say really good. Berger yesterday, old man Berger was pretty good. The and... block that Elf line had on that screenplay where he mm-hmm. was what 10, 15 yards down the field. Hey, he's a good center. He's yeah. turned apparently into a good the backup player. tackle played okay too. Rashad Hill. Rashad Hill was but good. But then yeah. he's not filling huge steps. I I don't think Remmers is mediocre. He's okay. Yeah. But uh, but he he apparently played okay too. So and Easton's a good athlete when he plays. So you know, yeah. they're. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, this is, this feels a lot more real than it did last year, doesn't it? It does, too. And yeah. it, because they, you know, they got out to the hot start and then when they, when they lost it, I mean, it, I don't think a lot of people had much expectation after they lost five. How about these dummies, by the way? When they get, when the game's being decided on fourth down, why don't they throw the ball? Washington. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that stupid stretch play they did yeah, on well, fourth and, and one or whatever. And down, they try to, Harrison Smith standing. One foot behind the line, you got a nine-man front. Let's go get him! Come on, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the other thing I, I took away from the game: why did why does the league allow Washington to, to have that field surface? It's awful every year. Well, yeah, it is. Put in artificial turf. I don't get it. Why? And I don't know why it's not mandated that because and Soldier Field. They're both they're brutal. both terrible. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Okay, all righty. Well. uh... Uh, we'll be back, and uh, Johnny Hyde, and then uh, Chip Scoggins, a little Viking, a little uh, gopher football uh, conversation, and a little Tennessee-Missouri conversation. Yeah. A very conflicted Saturday for Chip.
<laughs> a Tennessee Vol fan through and through, but a Missouri graduate. So, oh, boy. Uh, we'll ask him about that one. John Height, uh, kind of upset he doesn't get to go do traffic this week. Yeah, uh, boy. Uh, It's driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Virgin Mobile. Switching your phone service is simple with Virgin Mobile. Switch online in just minutes and get unlimited talk, text, and data, plus great deals on iPhone. Shop now at virginmobileusa.com. Hey, John, Kenny just popped his head and said you can do it. No, I'd like to, but... Vikings 7-2 and two now on the season after that win over Washington yesterday. Case Keenum played great most of the game. He did throw those two interceptions that helped Washington crawl back into the game. Uh, here's what Coach Zimmer had to say about old Case today. You know, he's a, he's a very uh, excitable guy. And, uh, you know, he sometimes, you know, he gets off the reservation a little bit. He just <laughs> has to, you know, I talked to him a little bit this morning about you know, understanding the situation of the game and where we're at, and sometimes a throwaway is a good, good, a good thing. Yeah, well, he made an ethnic slur there, and what else? Uh, <laughs> I was he, wondering. And, as he I dubbed his, that. and he ripped his quarterback uh, outside of that. Uh, Will Fry. The Vikings play He's the, seven and two, so we don't care. <laughs> play the Rams at U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend. Uh, now, of Coach uh, Coach Zimmer, of course, as usual, very cagey today. He said he knows who's starting at quarterback oh. next next Sunday, but he's not telling. Zim, why didn't you make an announcement? I, I didn't want to. Got it. I know who's starting Saturday. Your sources Sunday. are telling you. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's starting. <laughs> Minnesota Wild. Not a buy. All you guys, a tall beverage. A tall beverage. Ooh, I like tall beverages. Minnesota Wild forward Jason Zucker has been named the NHL's first star of the week. After leading the league with six goals last week, Zucker recorded a point in all four games as the Wild went 2-2 two and two on a four-game road trip. Zucker has tallied the last six goals scored by Minnesota, set a new franchise record, one goal shy of matching a league record that has stood since 1921. The Wild play Philadelphia tomorrow night at the Excel Energy Center. Hey, did you guys see the latest panic from Mr. Panic? No. no. Pat Shermer's going to get a head coaching job. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. He's seriously already he's worried very, about it. I saw him on Twitter. He's very, uh, yeah, he's almost certain that Pat Shermer will be gone. You know, I'm convinced he would be panicked about <laughs> winning the bleeping lottery. <laughs> yes, he'd be panicked that his friends would find out and want him to buy dinner. I freaked him out this morning. It's his birthday today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. I ran in there and gave him a big, fat, wet kiss on the cheek when he was on the air. <laughs> I, I do believe I scarred him for life. Mm-hmm. a boy. Yeah, it could have been Dubay. <laughs> yeah, he would have kissed back. Oh, my God. Oh. The Timberwolves in action tonight. They're on the road playing the Utah Jazz. Uh, what did you think of that loss the other night, Johnny? Giving up 14 yeah. in a row to the Phoenix Suns Oof. who don't uh-huh. even want to win. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. Mm-hmm. No yeah. Rudy Gobert tonight, too, for yeah. Utah, by the way. So, and, in but, theory, I mean, the Wolves should win. And Ricky's but... shooting about 20%. The last, oh, he's been uh, awful. Five you mean he's been games. back to being Ricky? Yes. Yep. Okay. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> yep. Go for basketball team back at it tonight there at Providence. Uh, by the way, Jordan Murphy has been named Big Ten Player of the Week. 
The Gophers junior captain scoring a career-high 35 points with 15 rebounds in that win against South Carolina Upstate. Dang it, Pat. That means it's a 5.30 pregame tonight. Uh, you know what that would have been. <laughs> oh, it was a 5 o'clock pregame. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well. That uh, Those 35 <laughs> points Who needs them? are the most points scored for a U player since Andrea Holland's 41 points back in 2012. John, you're stealing all my three techniques. Oh, am I? Knock I it off, John. Good time, my John. bad. Go back to do traffic, right, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's Kenny's job. Oh, now. Okay. Thank you, John. You bet. Hey, they should be playing the Mizzou fight song today after that big victory over the weekend. So, what do you do when your alma mater is playing the Vols? Uh, who do you root for, sir? I bleed orange. <laughs> I bleed orange. So, and you did uh, a lot of bleeding right through your <laughs> eyes and ears uh, on uh, Saturday. Tell me about the Mizzou Tigers, though. Not that we're going to talk much about it, yeah. but they were terrible at the start of the year, and now they just kicked the living hell out of Florida and Tennessee. Yeah, the coach after their their tough start came out and had just this weird press conference after a loss where he basically melted down and said, "We're going to win here." Mark my words, it's you know, and just went on this tangent for like ten minutes, and and I thought, all right, he's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> Barry this, this, Oldham, know, right, who got yeah, promoted when yeah. uh, the guy yeah. who was pretty good uh, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pinkle, Gary Pinkle, Pinkle left, left and yeah. uh, and I was thinking, it, it just reeked of one of those last straw type stands. And you know what? They've won what four or five, uh-huh. and so you know, I don't know long term, but. They turned it around, and and you know when you're at Tennessee and you lose fifty to seventeen at Missouri, no. you're not going to survive. As no. coach, and they had to get rid of him. You know, Pat, I thought I thought there'd be two firings Sunday. I thought Butch Jones would get fired, and I thought Mike Riley at Nebraska would get fired, and he looks like he's going to survive. Through yeah, the, rest yeah of the, season. the coach, the AD said today he promised him he could coach the rest of the season, but. Uh, the uh, what what do you accomplish though by firing these guys? Because it's not oh. like you're. It's not like there's a. I suppose you're talking to agents and saying, "I want this guy." I suppose that's it, huh? Yeah, and he, I don't even buy that because let's be honest, ads work behind the scenes. Sure, even right. if they know they're going to fire. I think it's more symbolic than anything. I think it's just to kind of throw meat to the wolves, you know, yeah, like keep the right, fans stand for this. Yeah. Shut the fans it's, up, okay? Yeah, it's more of a symbolic thing because um, it's not like you already got the season ticket money, so it's not like you're losing fans that way, um, it, you know. I don't. In the perfect world, I don't think it's the best way because now all of a sudden your coaches have one foot out the door and they're starting to look for jobs, and you want them to have their focus all the way through the season. But um, if if it's going to make you know people at least happy for two weeks, then I think it's probably something you should do. So uh, I didn't. Uh, I was in the St. John's press box and they didn't have the Gopher game on, so I couldn't see it. But uh, it, it appears that Nebraska had a little trouble with the uh, read option or the uh, the plain old option with uh, Demery Croft. Huh? They uh, they they were surprised, according to Coach Riley. They acted like they had never seen it before. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable how how poorly they defended the uh, the read option. I mean, they crashed down on the running back every single time and. And to to Demery Cross credit, uh, he read it perfectly. He was decisive. He pulled the ball out, and uh, he had a lot of running room. And so I was just 
uh, staggered by how bad Nebraska <laughs> played. And, well, and it was there's one another where they did quit on him. There's another team that has quit. Yeah, it's another yeah, team. Yeah. You know, Florida quit on McIlwain, and that's to prove that it wasn't a fluke. They've quit on the guys that came after him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they obviously have quit on this guy. And here's – I got this Nebraska question. I actually uh, 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 talked to Chattel today a little oh, bit, yeah, and I, I said, how they hanging – uh, uh, you know, how they holding up. And he said, they're actually not that upset because they know they're going to get a new coach. But uh, he also said he thought that he framed this as Nebraska's worst loss yeah. since ten since Devaney came in 1962. Now, they did have, who was it that put 70 Kansas on him? Kansas killed him. Well, Kansas, Kansas killed him a couple, weeks, uh, a couple the, years ago. Somebody put 70 on him there once, right, yeah. when Callahan was coaching, too. But yeah. but anyway, uh, here what happens if Scott Frost says, I'm going to Florida? Uh, they don't if know Scott what, Frost goes there, I don't know what their plan B is. They don't have a plan. Be. That's their problem. They never have a plan B. They always have yeah. plan A, and somebody says no, and then they end up. They wanted Chris Peterson. He said no, so they end up with uh, Mike Riley, you know. Well, and here's the thing. Now, everybody, this is all rumors, but everybody just assumes that Florida's going to make the hard push for Chip mm-hmm. Kelly. And that makes sense if you're Chip Kelly. I mean, imagine yeah. him with that talent pool, with the yeah. money they would spend. I mean, that would be a dynamic. That would not be good for Tennessee. But um, if he says no and they get Scott Frost, I, the sky's going to fall in in, uh, in Lincoln because oh, yeah. I don't know there's going to be another candidate that's going to rally the fan base um, like Frostwood. Now it's still you know it's, it's still Nebraska. You're still going to be able to get a you know a sitting head coach, I would think. But Scott, I mean, it's just a preemptive. Everybody just assumes you're getting Scott Frost, and it's going to be this great homecoming, and he, you know he's a good coach. So. They better not try to be cheap. I'll say that it may be a bidding war for them, but they better be willing to spend a big. Uh, yeah, it's time for that. it's time for them to go big. And meanwhile, your guys tell them to get off the Jack Daniels. They're not going to hire John <laughs> Gruden. So who are they going to hire? Um. Yeah. It's it's like I told you before. That's our that's our Tony Dungy. You yeah. Know, right. Right. Every you know, time. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back on Earth. Uh, <laughs> I, I think our. Uh, I don't know. I mean. You know, I hear Chad Morris. I hear Dan Mullen, who would be, you know, bring a, yeah. a good offense there. Um, the name that a couple of national guys have thrown out today um, was Brom from from Purdue. Now, boy, that'd be a quick switch. I. It just depends on how much of a jerk you want to look like. Yeah, right. <laughs> you leave after one year. Um, if you can stomach people thinking you're a, you know, a one year type coach, uh, I, I would be happy with that. But. Um, you know, I said early, Pat, that I, I wanted Dave Aranda, the, the defensive coordinator from LSU who was at yeah. Wisconsin. I don't know. I, I sort of feel like that job, probably you need a guy who's been a head coach before. Uh, it's just with everything going on, it's such a big job that you probably want to try to find a sitting head coach versus, a you know, the hot coordinator right now. So I, I hope they go big. I mean, I hope they – I hope they don't think small. I hope they, I hope people still view Tennessee as a you know kind of a sleeping giant. But who well, knows? well, as I told you last week, Lane Kiffin's unbeaten in the conference, <laughs> baby. How about the greatest reunion in sports history, Lane? Lane <laughs> back to been, Tennessee. Have you been following him on Twitter? <laughs> oh God, he's oh, my crazy. God, is he emboldened? He is. He's emboldened by his part. It's incredible. Uh, and by the so, way, he lost his opener to Buffalo, so I wouldn't get too excited. I know. 
No, I don't see that one happening. <laughs> All right. Uh, you were at Winter Park today. Teddy's starting Sunday. You can't convince me he's not. It was it was interesting that, that Zimmer said he's made up his mind, but he wants to tell both people, both yeah. quarterbacks and I assume his team. Now, that my antenna went up automatically and said, well, he's switching quarterbacks um, because why wouldn't you just come out and say, hey, Cases are uh, cases sure, are right. a starter. Yeah, he's switching. But, boy, do you want to start Teddy against that defense? Yes, I don't know. because otherwise you got to start him on the road. I think he wants to start yeah. him at home with Teddy, Teddy, Teddy cheers and with all the that emotion stuff. Of it. Yes, I, I well, think he wants to start him at home. And, uh, you know, he's going to get hit no matter what, so he's going to have yeah. to take some hits. And uh, I, I think, I mean, the fact that he says he's going to talk, he talked to Keenum today, and he's yeah. going to talk to both of them, and he's going to talk to the team Wednesday. He wouldn't even have to talk to the team if he was just sticking with Keenum. So I, I think it yeah. was, I think he told you who the quarterback was going to be, but you know, who knows? That was my initial assumption. And boy, it's, you're going to have some angry people on either side. And it's, it's amazing how this kind of team Teddy versus team case is, I don't know, divided the fan base, but there's definitely uh, people have drawn a line in the sand on how they feel. And I, I've felt all along that, you know what, you stick with Case until he tells you otherwise by his play. And I don't think he did enough yesterday to, to pull him out of there. Now, those those interceptions were not good, and they let Washington back in the game. But he played awfully darn well for two and a half quarters, and they still won. So I might shorten the leash a little bit, but I think I would still uh, stay with Case until he really forces your hand and, and allows you to, to go with Teddy. But we know how much Zimmer loves Teddy, and – Yep. So I guess I'm not going to be surprised if he makes the switch. And uh, unfortunately for me, on Sunday afternoon, right when the game's being played, I'll be flying back from Wyoming. I'm going to Wyoming, Wyomania. So I won't be able to taunt Ted Heads every time he throws an incompletion because <laughs> there's nothing quite as much fun as agitating Teddy fans on uh, Twitter. But, uh, well, but I, I think he's going to be on no pat. What? I mean, seriously, how much pressure do you think if he, if he does make that switch will be on Teddy to play really well because – you're you're basically fixing something that's not broke. But uh, uh, he long term he's going to do this. So if he's you know he's going to do this. Zimmer's going to do this. He wants to do this. He wants Bridgewater to be his quarterback. And if he's going to do it, he might as well do it this time, don't you? What what do you want to wait till Keenum loses a game for you and plays bad? I mean maybe that that probably you know I don't think that it would be. A terrible thing if he starts Bridgewater and he's having trouble troubles and you put Keenum back in. I, I, I people get too worked up about switching yeah. quarterbacks. I think. Well, I do think this, and just being around Case and seeing his comments uh, all throughout this, and even yesterday, I don't think him going to the bench is going to like disrupt him or no. make him pout or anything like that. This has kind of been his whole career, so if they have to go back to him, I don't think it would be one. You know, a big issue at all for him. Um, this is just kind of how he is, and he seems like a pretty class character. Um, somebody asked him yesterday about, you know, fan favorite Teddy Bridgewater come back, and and Kay said, you know what, he's my favorite too. I think I have a Teddy Bridgewater jersey at home, yeah, but, and he wasn't yeah, being flippant. And then you know, he's going to get a chance to go somewhere and compete and make he, a lot of money. He'll, he'll get he'll get a decent salary uh, out of the, out of the way he's played here. He'll he'll get a chance yeah. to. I wouldn't, nobody's going to promise him he's the starter, but they'll give him a chance to be the starter in some of these desperate teams, I would think. Yeah, and Pat, you hit, you hit the nail on the head, too. Can you imagine the emotion in that building, U.S. Bank Stadium, if Teddy comes out as a starter Sunday? Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, it's going to be off the charts. Against a good team, 
I'm sure there's some of that going into it too. That I mean, this could be it would be just incredible the reaction he would get first time he runs on the field as a starter, and so that might be playing into the. To it too, but we'll see. We'll see what he says. And he'll throw one of those jump balls, and somebody will intercept it, and I'll be there. Start <laughs> blowing, him, blowing him. That's it. That's what we bring back, Case. All right, That's Chip. Right. Thank you, sir. All righty, Patrick. Okay, uh, Chip Scoggins, uh, Star Tribune sports columnist. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history, Patrick. Such a sight, the glass went everywhere, and Robenzine was under the basket, and he was trying to get out of the way, he was running, and uh, Darryl, Darryl was in shock. First thing I was thinking is, oh, man, I got to get out of here. <laughs> All this glass is coming down. I was like, please don't fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Dawkins, one of the great Americans of all time, November 13th, 1979, he broke his first backboard and I did not realize that it was at Municipal Auditorium, the old building in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a home game. Kansas City, uh, it was in the old arena in Kansas City, and Daryl uh, leaped over Kansas City Kings forward Bill Robenzine and slam-dunked the ball, shattering the fiberglass backboard. And, fellas... That was a national phenomenon. Oh, we thought it oh. was the damnedest thing we'd ever seen in mm-hmm. our lives. It was, uh, it was so long ago, and then, and then, like people, a few weeks later, he broke, he broke yeah. the backboard again. Yeah, right? well, people were going to games, encouraging him to break the break backboard, it, break even it. though they knew they'd have to sit there for an hour waiting for him to replace it. <laughs> he was the greatest. Fellas, one of the greatest sports stories ever written, and I don't know how you find it, was by a guy named Pete Dexter, who was actually a news side columnist from the Philadelphia, one of the Philadelphia papers. They had three then. I'm not sure which one. And he wrote it for Inside Sports, which was this magazine that was uh, every other week magazine that came out and kind of competed with Sports Illustrated. But it was fantastic piece on Daryl Dawkins when he was a young guy. Mm-hmm. And he went down and watched a game with his grandmother. And <laughs> his grandmother would get very upset that they were picking on their poor little, on her poor little boy, <laughs> Daryl Dawkins, who was like a monster. And, of course, one of my greatest NBA moments ever when he was in the finals against uh, Portland in Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia for game two, and uh, he and Maurice Lucas got into it, and Daryl threw a punch at Maurice Lucas. Maurice dunked it, and he hit Doug Collins, his teammate. It was great. That was one of the most fun basketball games I was ever at. Philadelphia won to take a 2-0 lead, and then Portland beat them four straight. That's right. All right. Uh, We will return. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45-plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. 
Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.